I'm Crystal Carter, and this is SEO in 2023. Crystal, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023? My number one SEO tip for 2023 is to prepare your images for visual search. Visual search. So which search engine are we talking about? Pinterest, Google Image Search, something else? So I think that... The, basically, visual search has evolved um, quite significantly during, during the course of 2022, and I expect that in 2023 that we will see that it, it evolve even further. So when I say prepare for visual search, I do not mean to prepare for image search. A lot of people think that image search and visual search are the same thing, but they are not. Image search is a valuable part, and they're the image, image search SEO tactics are a valuable part of visual search optimization. However, they do different things. So if you are preparing a, a photo of a of a, a loaf of bread <laughs> for image search, then you are going to be entering things. Uh, you're going to be entering image image search attributes, things like alt text, things like um, you know file titles, file size, that sort of thing, that will help you will help users to find you if they enter the text that you've attached to to the or the, the enter text that's similar to some of these some of the sort of text based based cues that you've added onto your image attributes like in your alt text your file file names etc cetera, etc cetera. visual search is about image rec visuals um, recognition image recognition so essentially what would happen is someone would take a photo of a loaf of bread and Google will use their various different tools and their various image recognition abilities to understand what that image is. So they might, you might take a photo of a loaf of bread and they might say, this is a baguette. Or they might say, this is a sourdough boule. Or they might say that this, you know, this is a pretzel <laughs> or whatever it is. But what they're able to do with their with their visual search recognition tools is they're able to parse lots of different information about that image in order to give an even more holistic information to the user. And, and in ways that that you wouldn't necessarily that, that would be impossible to type out if you were trying to if you were trying to type it out. So um, sometimes you're looking at something and you don't know what it's called. If you don't know what it's called, you can't search for it with words. So you have you'd have to describe it and it would be really long-winded. So visual search allows you to allows users to understand the world without knowing what necessarily what a thing is called. So for instance, I think uh, I did an article recently about visual, the difference between visual search and image search. And I took a photo of a toy triceratops. And if I were trying to find out uh, what that dinosaur was called, I would say, I the example I gave was, um, I had to enter um, into Google search, dinosaur with horns, right? Now there are lots of dinosaurs with horns. I know this because I uh, was quite into paleontology when my child was a toddler. And there are lots of dinosaurs, dinosaurs with horns. And the visual, the image search uh, uh, information comes back with lots of those different op options. However, if I take a photo of my uh, tiny toy triceratops, then Google can can rule out certain uh, certain uh, other other dinosaurs. So they can they can understand that it's quadrupedal. They can understand that I only mean that only mean horns on on the nose. And I don't mean horns on the frill. And they can they can understand like some of the other proportions, and they can they can use some of the other images and some of the other elements that they have within their database, um, within the, the knowledge graph of billions and billions of pictures to understand what that is. 
not only that, but with visual search, people are able to return not just images, but any kind of content. So um, it might be a video that you get information back. It might be that they get back information uh, that, that's a featured snippet, whatever's most most appropriate for that particular query. Sometimes it's shopping uh, information as well. So when you're thinking about preparing your images, yes, consider your standard you know, image optimizations, but also think about other elements. So with visual search, one of the things that's important to remember is that Google is not able to understand text backwards, for instance, not currently anyway. So if you have if you have images that have text in them, make sure that the camera is able to understand them the, the right way around. Um, so you're wearing a majestic t-shirt, for instance, right now, and and uh, I can see that the camera is able to understand that. If you have a photo that has the, the images with the text the wrong way around, just flip them. It's very simple. <laughs> Flip them and make sure yeah. that they're showing the right way, but don't leave that. Um, the other thing that's important to think about is that Google is able to understand entities and entities can include lots of things like, um, you know, a bicycle, a cup, it can include more abstract things like sunsets uh, or mountains or like rain, <laughs> for instance. So think about the entities that are in your images that would make sense for your brand. So for instance, if it was a loaf of bread, you might want to sh also show a chopping board or a knife or something or butter. Um, these are these are the kinds of entities that would help Google to understand that this is a loaf of bread and this is the, the context that it's in. The other thing you want to think about with, with your images, particularly for brands when you're preparing them, is including your logo where it's classy, like obviously like don't go crazy, but try to include your logo because Google can also understand your logo, particularly if you have if you have your um your brand and entered into the knowledge the knowledge graph. So if you have a Wikipedia page, for instance, make sure that your your logo um, matches what's on your Wikipedia page, what match, matches what's on your um, structured data, what, what matches what's in your Google Merchant Center uh, information so that when people take photos of your products, that when they go to search, they can find them based on based on your logo and also based on like any images that you have that you have around. Superb. And just to clarify the difference between image search and visual search. So image search is the user looking for images to find in the search engines. Visual search is the user using an image to find results, but they're providing the image themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Entirely. And and I think that if the one... When we think about what you see with Google Lens, which is the primary driver for this, is essentially you would you would take the photo and you have the option to to see visual matches, things that are visually similar. So when you when you're thinking about your brand and the kinds of images that you should have on your website, for instance, it's important to think about the kinds of images that people are taking of your of you know how they interact with your brand, so that when they search for that you know using an image, they can find something similar on your web page. So when I I spoke. Uh, recently at a conference and I was talking about a photo that I took uh, as a tourist, a very touristy photo of myself at a, next to a, the Space Shuttle Endeavor. I'm a big fan of the Space Shuttle Endeavor. I'm a big NASA fan. This is Mae Jemison and Sally Ride in their little space shuttle. Um, and they, they're they just there cheering me on every day. Anyway, they, um, <laughs> they took a photo, photo of that. And at the California Remember Science Remember the audio Center, listeners as well. 
This is true. There's, there's, it's all over. It's very well, well documented on the online. Anyway, um, so the space shuttle. There's a photo of me next to the space shuttle at the California Science Center, and that's the same photo they have on their on their homepage of the of their website. They know that everybody walks in and wants a picture with the space shuttle. They know that that's the kind of pictures that people take, and they have that on their website. So that people enter that photo. If someone goes, oh, where is that? Someone looks at my on my Facebook page and is like, where where is Crystal? Where did she take a picture of this? of this spaceship, they can find it there. And it's the same photo that's on the, on their knowledge graph. It's the same photo that's on their website. And so when people are looking for, for that photo or looking for that place, they can find it really quickly because they're preparing that they've prepared their images in a way that's that's searchable um, for visual search. So let's try and get a practical example of visual search in action. So are you talking about someone using, for instance, Google Lens uh, yeah. and then... Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's a good start. And then, what type of business could actually get a lot of value for optimizing for visual search, and how would they go about doing it? So this applies to men, to many many businesses. So there is an example that I that I've shared recently, which was around a small business, a small business local local to me. It's a really girly uh, salon. And basically, one of the things that they did was they they made sure that they had an image. They they have an image that's unique, and that is an image that is like is distinct to them. So one of the things that they they, they did was they created a space that was highly Instagrammable, essentially. So so you know it's got lots of flowers and things, but they put that on their Google Business profile, and they put that on on their website. So when I enter that picture into if I if I just if I'm able to search on that on that search that photo, which you can do with Google Lens, but you can also do um, via Bing. Bing Bing has a very good visual search tool as well. Um, Pinterest also has has fantastic visual search tools, obviously. But if I was to enter that image into, into Google search, Google knows exactly who they are because they added it into, onto their website as well. So it's something that can apply to, to lots of lots of different businesses. I recently saw a friend of mine shared a photo of her dinner. And I searched this as well. And I was like, oh, I wonder what happens if I search this meal. Like, where did she, where was she having dinner? And I didn't even realize until I searched it, but they put, the restaurant had put their logo on their plate. Like just in the corner, like not obnoxiously, but just in, just in the corner, they had a picture of their logo. And it wasn't a massive business, but... Google's able to see that. And the other thing that, that, that people need to realize that even if you're a small business, lots of people are taking photos of your lattes or your, you know, the tiramisu that you make or whatever it may be. And also Google is, is using Google My Business photos for their visual search uh, to return visual search results. So um, they have a, an option called like uh, near, the, near Me where you can search food near me. And so I can take a picture of a burrito and they they'll say they'll scan all of their Google business profile photos that people have uploaded, which they encourage people to upload photos like very actively. And they can scan them and they can say, oh, there's a burrito just like this 20 miles away. Or not 20 miles away. That's not near me at all. Two miles away, <laughs> for instance. And so so this applies to businesses of all sizes. If you are a large business, then visual search is really, um, really important for you when you're thinking about things like sponsorships. And even if you're a smaller business, you should be thinking about this as well. So I know like local law firms who will sponsor the local 5K for instance, and that can have a big impact with regards to with regards to brand visibility locally for a lot of reasons. Um, I remember doing some research on this, particularly because, which was really interesting, because they normally sponsored the local 5K, but they didn't during COVID. So we had a we had a baseline of like we had a baseline or a benchmark of nothing, and then we added that we added the sponsorship on it. It's very interesting because essentially you're also if it's a local based thing, like let's say I don't know, it's local to Los Angeles, the Los 
Angeles Marathon, for instance. I don't even know if they have a marathon, but let's say it's a Los Angeles Marathon. And let's say you're a Los Angeles law firm. Then if you're sponsoring the Los Angeles law, the Los Angeles Marathon, then you're adding more of those local terms to, to your business. And if you're adding the visual visual element to it as well with making sure that you've got, you know, your brand, your brand um, very clearly in your logos, very clearly uh, visible at the at the marathon. Um, white backgrounds, clean lighting, not on flags if you can avoid it because flags will be wavy and you may or may not be able to see half the logo or the whole logo. So making sure that it's very, very clear, then you're going to be getting lots and lots of, uh, lots and lots of good, good brand visibility and lots of stuff to make sure that, that um, when people are looking for you uh, online, you're able to show. The other thing that's really interesting about visual search is that Google Images is now including images that include visual, visual recognition and not just text cues. So one of the things I found, particularly for big, Big brands. I did an example where I was I I searched a photo that I had of uh, the Staples Center, which is now the CryptoArena.com or something in Los Angeles, um, where the Lakers play. And Kia used to sponsor the Jumbotron. And I looked up Kia and I searched in visual search or no in image search. I searched Kia Staples Center, and the images that came back, like two of the top five images, were not had no text cues in the copy or in the images or in the image alt text or anything saying anything about Kia. But the visual, the image recognition included the Kia brand logo in the Staples Center. So Google's able to use visual recognition to create uh, search results and to to increase brand brand visibility. So it's important to think about, about how your brand is visible and to think about how those images can affect where you're showing in the SERP. So, so it might not even be on your website, but it is going to um, have an impact on your overall brand brand visibility, which is really important. Lovely examples there as well. I mean, I was thinking if you're a restaurant business, then there are many opportunities. If you've got a signature dessert, a big ice cream um, dessert that you want to actually display um, really prominently on someone's pay- yeah. uh, table when they actually, um, then then have a, a branded umbrella or, or some branded piece that's part of that as well. And if people are taking pictures of it, you know, superb. Uh, obviously, not every Absolutely. business is like that. You also mentioned that a big part of this is also the results that people get. So people will search their own, their, their own, their own images. So uh, to a certain degree, that conversation was about people optimizing the potential photographs that people would take of where you happen to be or items that include your brand. Um, but what about the results that are delivered to visual search? How can you optimize your own site to give um, your site a better opportunity to be displayed for those results? I mean, for instance, if you've got images on your site, is it important to have marked up data, you know, schema, captions beside your images, linked social accounts? How, how do you really optimize your, your own site for that? Absolutely. So all of the standard image image optimization stuff still applies. So make sure that you've yeah, like you like you mentioned, um, structured data for your images, um, alt text, um, captions, but also think about which images you are including. So for instance, and and which which images are most likely to align with with what people are going to be searching for. So for instance, if you have a mobile brand representation, like if you think you think about like cheerleaders or like Benny the Bull, like or or the Blue Arrows or the Oscar Mayer Wiener. Mobile, um, like these are, or even like your van, your company van, right? If you know that you have visual brand representations that are going out in the world, make sure that they have space on your website. Make sure that you have, you know, a photo of your van 
on your website if you're out going out in, in your van and your van is marked up and has like, you know, you spent all that time on getting that wrap, that custom wrap on your van. Make sure that you've got that on your website so that people can find you, so that people can see what what you're doing and obviously include all, all of those those sorts of elements. And I think that that there's an opportunity to think about galleries, but there's also an opportunity to think about to think about, you know, providing the context of like why why you've got your van. Or like let's say, let's say for instance it's um let's let's say it's a van, right? For I don't know, bakery delivery. Just, I mean, if you, even if you have like a little blog that just explains what it is and explains where you go and what you do, like this is going to add value for lots of, in lots of different ways. One, it, 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 it adds a little bit more with regards to EAT. So people know that, yes, that is your van. Um, <laughs> um, but also that's going to add visual search things. So I think that with regards to, with regards to visual search, it's also about the content that you include and making sure that your content is backed up by the research of what, of the kinds of images that people, that people are taking. So maybe Make sure that you're including images, better images, but images that are similar to what people are going to going to be searching and make sure that you're contextualizing those. And I think if you're not sure what kinds of images people are like are likely to be taking, if you're not sure what kinds of content you should be including, then it's worth having a look at, at what, what images people are tagging you on on social media. It's, it's worth looking at which images people are tagging you on on TripAdvisor, on Google Business Profile, on um, on Facebook, on things, things like that. So there's, there's, there tends to be a lot of different, depending on your industry, there'll be lots of different ways that people are, that people are interacting with you and taking photos of whatever it is you do. And if you aren't somebody who has a business that is very, um, very customer facing, or, you know, doesn't have a product, let's say, then it might be that people are, are often interacting with your team. And if that's the case, then it may, might be worth getting people badges, like even if you are a lawyer or a, an accountant, you know, there's you can get some very nice little badges that, that say your name or say or, you know, even a even a, an, an enamel pin that has your logo on it that you can wear when you go out on company business or whatever um, so that people can find you when they need to find you. And so and I'm also a big advocate of making sure that for the for businesses like that, that they also create team profile pages. I've seen those be incredibly effective with regards to um, conversion rates um, because they're high high intent. So if somebody is looking for David Bain, they want to talk to David Bain, and so and so there's only one David Bain working across Castigrad or whatever. So so that's one of those things that you want to make sure that that you're you've got um, you've got some space on your website for that search to be able to satisfy that user that user intent, and that should include a visual element so that people can can make sure that that person is the same the same person. You know, I think that you get those those instances where where I think it was CNN showed the wrong Neil Patel or something on the, on their TV <laughs> for instance because because of visual search because of image search and you know I think there's a there's a couple of different different um things times when that happens so make sure that you've got you know something clear so that people can can say oh yes that's definitely the person that I spoke to and again it's about it's about EAT it's also about and it's and it's also about visual search here we go and that's why my glasses are my personal brand icon <laughs> exactly. These are it's it's true. It's one of the it's one of these things that they makes that they can make a really big difference to the people to people know who know who you are. Um so yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a little task for SEOs listening as well, because I think that many SEOs should be excited about this because this is a, a novel um, but exciting opportunity that could make a big difference in the future. So if you've got a brand that can take advantage of visual search, uh, what I'd like you to do is tweet 
photos of your brand um, that um, is doing something exciting and different with your brand that could take advantage of uh, visual search. So tweet that um, at Majestic and also at Crystal on the web. Uh, that's Crystal's Twitter handle as well. And hashtag SEO in 2023. Tell us what, we, what you're doing. We'd, we'd love to take a look at it. Oh, but, fantastic. Um, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> For now, Crystal, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023. So this is this is slightly controversial, <laughs> but I would say I would say that, and and I and don't get me wrong, I absolutely think that it's a it's a cornerstone in it, and and it's definitely something that's important, and it's definitely something that we should think about. But I think that it's time to just release the vice grip that we have on on keywords. <laughs> I think that I think the keywords are super important, but I think they're more of a guide. I think that that it's important to know what people are what people are thinking about. It's important to do keyword research around around you know around, it's really really important to do keyword research around the brand. But I think that historically people you know have really hammered in some of the keywords, um, like he you know twenty five keywords and uh, here here, there, and everywhere. And it's, and, you know, when we think about natural lingered processing, which is some, one of the ways that Google understands search, and then, you know, we need to speak in natural language. And yes, that includes keywords, but more as a topic, um, more, more as a topic and less, less as a sort of literal sort of, sort of thing. And, you know, I, I would be really, really happy to see, to see uh, people thinking more holistically about, about keywords and, and how they, how they work with, with ideas and how they work with entities and how they work with with a brand brand overall um, to be just maybe a little less literal about them uh, where, where possible. Crystal Carter is head of SEO communications at Wix and you can find her over at wix.com slash SEO slash learn. Crystal, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you so much. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book over at seoin2023.com. 